1: looking good
0: yes yes so head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all enjoy
1: we're just we're just better people because we force ourselves to talk to each other apparently only three percent of the population is in agreement with me it makes me feel anxious those people were 10 times more successful than the 83 percent of the population with no goals
0: I think it's okay to ease into your goals. Well, you have all year. What is five days going to matter? If you hired you to yeah. run your business, would you fire you?
1: On some things, probably. I know.
0: <laughs> Depends what it is. Yeah. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top-producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community
1: over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Welcome to episode 177. It's the day after Christmas.
0: Ah. I need a nap. You're probably napping right now. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think anyone's going to listen this week? They're all napping. They're all napping. Probably not. Let's do a really good replay. Oh, what's one of your favorites? Is it episode 18? (laughs) Yes. I have really enjoyed pulling from the archives. I know. I mean, these are three years old. Right. And (laughs) it's like no pressure. And still applicable to what, like, I was re-listening to it, and I was like, this is good. I forgot about it. Okay, this is the episode. I remember when we
1: recorded this, and you were like, wow, you were, like, so excited. I'm like, this this is my stuff. Yeah. This is my favorite stuff to talk about. It's like you with your email. I'm um, like, but it did. It came out at the end. You were like, that was great. That was really great. You feel inspired. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's kind of funny about that after doing this for so long. There's so many topics or things that if you just sat down with another agent and like just talked it out, like forced yourself to talk about a topic, you really come away from it feeling clarity and feeling yeah, like, like a support, a and fresh perspective, feeling better about things. We're yeah. just we're just better people because we force ourselves to talk to each other. I mean you it. talk
0: about things you don't want to talk about That's correct and vice versa. That's correct.
1: That's very correct. My email is much cleaner now. I'm so glad. And maybe you're gonna have a word this year. Okay, so this episode 18 was pick a word, set a goal, and have a plan. Okay. And today we're gonna talk about
0: our words of the year. Did you come up with a word for 2023? I did. How did you get to it? So I actually saw something on Instagram and I'm so mad at myself because I didn't like flag it it. to save it, but it really made me go, wow. And it is how I picked my word for the year. It said something like, what if we did not set external goals? Okay. What if we set internal goals? Mm -hmm. Like I want to be a better mother. Mm -hmm. I want to be even, I know this is more external, but something like, I want to be a better driver. I'm not going to text when I drive. I'm going to put my phone in the console. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like, what if we made goals that were just about improving ourself? Mm -hmm. And I know people do. You know, people set goals about losing weight. And, but I think when I read it, it just made me think, You know, like, for example, if your goal was, I'm going to be a better mom. Like, when I'm frustrated, so under that would be, I'm going to take deep breaths before I respond. Or I'm going to, you know, tell my husband I love him every day. Oh, that's nice. Something like that. But I just thought, I've never actually thought about that. I feel like- <laughs> Anytime someone are, are says- Are you not telling your husband that you love him? Every <laughs> I mean, day. we're not the loviest of dubbiest.
1: That's so funny. I like cannot go to sleep without being like, I love you. And I could
0: totally see you doing that. So, so funny. It's just so funny because <laughs> I think that whenever I think about setting goals, my- Enneagram 3. You go to numbers. Yes. My Enneagram 3 mind immediately wants to go to like, produce, produce, I think that's why you
1: didn't want to record the original episode. You're like, I don't have goals. I'm a loser. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, first of all, you're- I just do. You're like blowing most people's goals out of the water. So we're going to just back off of that. But I think I get it. Okay, So normally your brain would go to numbers.
0: Yeah. I never thought about just reflecting on like my relationship relationships okay or some more intangibles intangibles and and so do you want to know my word i want to hear your word i was trying to think of a word about kind of like contentment mm-hmm. internal peace okay and i came up with well <gasps> oh my god that's great. Yeah? Yes. Like it is well. Okay. I love it. And the reason I liked it is. Also because, like reaching into the well of yourself. Yes. And and the thing about your inside being well is that it is not contingent upon what is happening externally. Good call. Good call. So I love well. It. Wow. You know, like am I like, mm-hmm. I just need to know that and everything's That's okay. That's all well. All Everything is well. Everything well. is, well. is well. All is well. All is well. Wait. <laughs> so <laughs> while we're on that, you know how,
1: like, when I got married, like, a hashtag for your wedding wasn't a thing. Right. Was it for you? No. no. Okay. Yet. So, right. Like, it wasn't, like, a cute thing they did with your last name. And so I'm like, well, I didn't get to do that. So <laughs> being, oh, the we- being the weirdo that I am, I'm like, you know what? If I went back in time and they did have hashtags for weddings, <laughs> mine would be... <gasps> Like like a hashtag, all's well, that ends called well. That's cute. <laughs> but it's well. Yeah, well. Swell. Um, okay, so you had to go like, listen, tell us what your word was from 2020. Oh, actually don't. It's in the episode. They'll find out. Oh, Stay it's a surprise. Stay tuned. Surprise. But I am going to actually tell you, you were like, do you know what yours is? I'm like, yeah, because I have them all written down. Oh my On a list. Gosh. I started in 2015. With a word. With a word of the year. Oh, my gosh. Balance. Um, 2016, focus. Now that I know that I'm ADHD, this all makes so much more sense. Um, 2017 was simplify. Mm -hmm. Um, 2018, connect. Mm -hmm. Because I was focusing on my database. Oh, Uh good. Uh-huh. 2019, grace. Grace in the year of the hustle humbly. Oh, that's so arrival good. grace. Yeah. Um 2020 because of the numbers and I just couldn't resist was vision. Yeah. <laughs> 2021 was elevate. That's probably the one I'm least connected to like but I you did a lot in 2021. Yeah, you elevate. Um, in 2022, this year, my my word, well, not the new one, this oh. current year, was inspire. Right. I knew but that. I also picked remember a summer word. Yes. So Play. Whenever, play. That's right. So whenever the kids were out of school, I'm like, you know what? I don't need to inspire anyone. Just going to play. Just going to be with your kid. So I kind of like that's a really good tip for you if you're like, you know, you want a big, audacious, ambitious goal. Maybe it is ambition or whatever. And then you're like, but that's not going to make sense for the whole year. Like change it in a season. Yeah. You don't have to marry the friggin' word. Just like pick a word that speaks to you now and then in the summer or in the whenever you just pick a different word. Mm-hmm. You just kind of pick the word that speaks to you and what you're trying to like be mindful of right yes okay so i'm having such a struggle with this year's word why i just don't know and i will tell you so i started to do a little research i want it to have something to do with like health and wellness okay i almost picked wellness which would have been really oh, funny because funny well you, and wellness if you've been well we're very well over here um i had started off with movement or move mm-hmm. like okay well i want to you know be moving and like taking care of my body and like you know staying active and and then i was like you know maybe i want it to be stretch mm. i love stretching but you can stretch yourself yeah like like your, physically but you can also stretch yourself like your comfort zone in, in business yeah. or yeah, right in anyway um i like jenna kutcher's word when she focused on her health this year was vibrant oh i love that that's a great word but then i'm like all i would do is think about her and i'm like look how successful she is and that would be too comparison and i'm like <laughs> i can't i just can't do that yeah. um and then i'm like okay well i like to feel like I'm doing something, so I'm like action. Action is a great word. I'm just giving you my thought yeah, process. Yeah, this is how you landed on. I hope it. I hope it comes to me. Um, I had thrive, energize. I also, you might like this, calm. Yeah, just calm, calm or alignment. I like that alignment. I, I'm down to my final two. I really like alignment because I feel like it has physical and. Emotional and business, it all works. Like, are you in alignment? You know, okay. Um, Or align. And um, I think the one I have landed on is invest.
0: Invest in yourself. I want to invest in
1: myself. I would like to literally be better at investing my money. Mm -hmm. I just want to be like focused, invest in my health. I really like that. Because, you know, invest is like you're putting effort into something and then you should get some kind of positive return, return. yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, so I think that's what I'm leaning towards. I love that. An investment. In okay. you? Yes. Uh, but here as an English major, I want to also talk to you about something that came to me as I was thinking of the word. Okay. There are a lot of word lists. I actually went to visit a word list to get some ideas on Pinterest. There's a bajillion. Um, there are a lot of words that are verbs mm-hmm. and a lot of words that are nouns. I think that I would pick, be more likely to advise you pick a verb. Yes. As opposed to a noun, because a noun is almost like the end result. Right. Whereas the verb might help give you direction, right? So yeah. like if I wanted to be healthier, maybe I wouldn't pick movement. I would pick move. Oh, yeah. Because you're giving yourself a command.
0: Right. Right. Move.
1: Keep moving. Like, I'm not going to choose investment. I'm going to choose invest. Yes. Like, do the action. Because if, just like James yes. Clear would tell us, if you just do the action.
0: The result will follow. Right.
1: So, that's my thought about verbs and nouns. I like it. Because it gives you something to do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I, I think I'm going to go with invest. That's where I'm at. I love
0: it. I love it, too. And it's so different from your others.
1: I know. I think the whole goal is to pick something that you maybe need a little bit of focus on, right? Yeah, I agree. Like, what are you feeling out of sorts with? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, anything else you want to say about words or goals or
0: plans? Mm, I'm just excited for that, the I feel like this year went by so fast. I know. I can't believe Christmas is over.
1: I know. It's
0: so weird. It's so crazy. Time um, is just flying by. Like, it, I feel like I just had tapes. And he's almost two. I know. You're. And I'm to- still not adjusted yet. You're gonna have to throw that bottle in the trash, lady. <laughs> like you can't get him off of the bottle, guys. <laughs> I mean, he drinks out of regular cups and eats human food. He just likes. He looks to like drink a full his milk food. out of a bottle. It's okay. Everything's gonna be fine. It's fine. Totally fine. Twenty
1: twenty three. Whoop. Um. Okay. So please listen to. Oh, let's do. There's a new oh, toast. We do have a toast. We have a-, we have a new toast, and then we'll move on to. The replay of episode number 18, is that what I said? Number 18. I just can't believe how far back. I love that episode. Like, I am just so excited to re-listen to it. it's just
0: still so good for today. So
1: it's good. And, and, you know, don't put all the pressure on yourself. You don't have to have goals or words or anything this week. You can do it it January 10th. You can do it February 10th. Just whenever you're ready, Mm -hmm. then you do it. Okay, are you ready for the toast? Yes. Okay, we're toasting.
0: We oh! are. Oh,
1: great! Us, we're toasting to Chelsea Mendez. Okay. In Mobank m- What? H- what is that? Maybank. Maebank. Maybank. Maybank. Texas. My Sh- bank. Texas. Chelsea, let us know you say that. Okay. She sent us this message. It was so sweet. Y- I'll read it. In November of 2021, I decided that I was jumping feet first into real estate. Having been a personal assistant years back to a top producing realtor in the area and being privy to what I thought was all the secrets, in air quotes, I thought I was well positioned. And then I took my test, was licensed, and signed with a brokerage and realized I knew close to nothing. I stumbled upon your podcast via a recommendation I saw on a Facebook group and started listening immediately. To say the least, it's exactly what my type A rule-following brain needed. I have listened to all episodes at least twice, some of them more depending on occasion, and am far more successful than I could have ever dreamed for my first year as an agent as a result of these resources. I didn't have a mentor or a guiding hand. I had you guys that's so sweet thank you so much for selflessly providing the secrets to success in the business and providing what i needed to be successful in mine you both are amazing and i'm so thankful she's
0: amazing she is amazing so cheers to chelsea yeah and happy new year (gasps) guys new
1: year what a positive note to start off our new year on yeah
0: that's perfect
1: okay enjoy episode 18 yeah okay goodbye you're not gonna say bye Bye. <laughs> this is episode 18. Hi, everyone. It's number 18. woo Today's topic is goal setting. <laughs> I don't think we have an official name yet. We'll get to that later. Right. Goal setting, business plan, word of the year. I like it. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's been a minute since we've recorded together. Yes. Yeah. I had to go solo on Lee. <laughs> that was the thing. Um, so... I got some interesting statistics. Okay. I thought it might be fun. We'll jump right in with them. And I think this was a Harvard business study. Okay. From a couple of years ago. So not like last year. But it said 83% of the population does not have goals. I believe it. (laughs) Yeah. just none at all. 14% have a plan, but they're unwritten goals. So they've got a an- That's where I fall. Okay. And then 3% have written goals. So of the population. That's such a
0: small percentage.
1: I don't even know what the sample size was, but I i would venture to say this is probably true.
0: I feel like episodes like this really point out our differences.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And areas that I want to improve on.
1: Well, Look, I, I'm i giddy about today. Like, I love this episode. I love this topic. I like to goal set. I like to write things down. So this is in my wheelhouse of just what I like, which makes it a lot easier for me. But apparently only 3% of the population
0: is in agreement with me. It makes me feel anxious. What? Tell me why. <laughs> why does it make you feel anxious? Okay, I feel like any entrepreneur or realtor out there, to pick a number... And then be like, okay, go make it happen. Right. It's like you don't have full c- – you You control your work and how you work and the work that you put in and the effort right. and all of that. But if you don't make that number, it's like I'm scared to, to speak a number out into the universe because – Then you could fail.
1: Yeah. You know it's funny? I think only one of my 14 years I ever hit my goal.
0: And oh. I still do it every year. See, I just love that about you. So it's,
1: I mean, the fail, it's not a failure. It's you're trying to strive for something. You're trying to achieve something if you don't. And we're going to go through sort of um, tips for setting a goal. If you're not striving for something, if it's something you easily did last year, that's not really a goal. Right. That's just repeat. I mean, that's, right. just cons- that's just a plateau. That's usually what I
0: kind of go for. I'm like, I feel like I've been in this eight years. I've kind of found my average. Right. So if I can stay in this vicinity, then I'm fine. Well, I think you are fine. <laughs> because but I, you could I could do better. I but could. you don't need – but goals also don't
1: have to be a number. And I think we've definitely covered this on episodes before. You are happy with your your transaction number, your your income level, you, these numbers are okay, and so you want to maintain. But there may be ways that you can set a goal that's I'd like to spend more time with family on whatever Saturdays, or I'd like to yes. you know, cut down the hours of email I'm doing after five. Or you may want to set goals that are different than the goals I want to set because I'm still trying to increase the numbers. Sure. So I think that's okay. Now here's where these stats get really good. Okay. Okay, so 14% of people had a plan, but they were unwritten goals. Those people were 10 times more successful than the 83% of the population with no goals. Wow. So even if you didn't write it down, but you had a plan or a, a kind of a goal in mind, 10 times more successful. Now, the 3% that wrote their goals down were three times more successful than the 14%. Wow. So just By putting the goal on paper. And I think we this is from a different, uh, this statistic isn't from that study, but I've heard this multiple places, 42% more likely to achieve written goals. So just the just the active activity of writing it down makes you 42% more
0: likely to achieve the goal. That's amazing. I really like that.
1: It's super exciting because friends, everyone listening to us grab a sheet of paper and a pencil or type it in your phone and write down what your goal is for next year. And there you go. You're 42% more likely. You're already
0: ahead of the game. You're already doing anything stressful.
1: You're already ahead of 83% of the population. Wow. It's real we're gonna get deep into this, but really, y'all, look at it as a fun activity. Yeah. You're 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 coming at it from a stressful place because you're seeing the end. And if we yeah. focus on the journey part of it, like your husband would, yes. Then it would be okay. You'd be like, I have these goals to sort of keep me. You know, going in a certain
0: path. I think that it's like my favorite time of year right now. Yeah. It's like holidays and everybody's thankful and kind of slowing down and just embracing life and family, quality time, whatnot. And then January comes. Right. And it's like the holidays over. Right. Your number goes back to zero. Party's over. Oh. The people that like check MLS to see where they stand, everybody is back at zero. Right. It's just the pressure and it's like to do it again. Yeah. Do it again. Do it again. Yep. It's a little daunting sometimes. And then, you know, by March, I'm fine. Well, right. Because by March, everyone is kind of
1: back in in where they were going to be. The hardest part of goal setting for realtors specifically, I think, is that when you hit January, that is the deadest time. I know. So (laughs) you're like, raring to go. Hooray. Holidays are over. I'm ready to hit the ground running. But there's... I'm doing my air quotes podcast. There's no work to be done. Right. Right? Yeah. Because maybe you don't have any of those hot leads. You don't have buyers or sellers. It's the slowest time of the year. So you feel like you're really starting off on the wrong foot. But you're ready. But you want to (laughs) go.
0: You want to set those goals and make it happen. And that's where I think, you know, I'm kind of joking about goal setting making me anxious. Sure. There are some daunting thoughts to it. But it does make me excited and it makes me want to like – start fresh and clean house and get organized and ready to conquer the year.
1: Yeah, I think it's great to start with a clean slate. I'll tell you what I struggled with the most last year and since my kids have been in school, regular school they are out of school until like january 6 7 8 somewhere in that range okay. so there's this stupid imaginary line right january 1st it's the new year got to hit the hit the ground running got all these goals to put in place but wait but wait it's still vacation like my kids are still home i'm not hitting any ground running i'm just trying to still keep my head above water and like do what i got to do and try to not not want to to move on yeah. so My goals don't start until they start back at school.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I I just, I don't want to be so focused on everyone else is starting. You know, everyone's posting their fun quotes about the new year. Everyone's making a resolution. I just, and I'm a lot of moms, I'm sure it's not just me, are like, I'm not there yet. I'm not ready. I'm not there yet. Yeah, give me a week. I need to ease in.
0: Right. I think it's okay to ease into your goals. Sure. Well, you have all year. What is five days going to matter? It's
1: not going to matter. But it's just a mental thing. Hmm. It's not going to matter. I'm like, oh, everyone's getting ahead of me.
0: Hey, Alyssa. Hey,
1: Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? email templates you're right we sure do <laughs> and after every time we mention an email template do you know what we get emails asking if they can have <laughs> copies of the email template. can you send me a copy of that template i sure. have never had one like that that sounds great and you know what the good news is what
0: feel organized knowing that
1: templates with an s 101.com email templates 101.com yes head over for reviews and all of the specifics
0: wonderful Hey, enjoy okay so the kids are back at school yeah it's day one you're alone in your office yeah what does that look like
1: i want to clean okay i want to file i want to clean I want to transfer over my files. I don't have that many that are dated, but you know, the, where I'm keeping my receipts and stuff, I just want to get it all organized and YouTube probably can see this. If they can see into my dirty closet back here, I'm not like, I'm still, that's a work in progress. So every January I'm like, okay, I'm going to get some more of it done. And maybe one day it'll be done. Sure. But I don't know if it'll actually be done. Hmm. I don't know. Um, But I don't wait until January to do the goal setting, though. No. So this episode is going to air in the beginning of December. Okay. Y'all, this is the time. You know, you're a couple of weeks out of Christmas. You probably have some slower time here. You should be working on your business plan and your goal setting now. Don't wait for January 1. I mean, you can, but... Then you're behind a little. Yeah,
0: I mean, you want to... You because, want to hit the ground running when yeah, you can.
1: You, and it's not, look, this isn't a long activity. Doing a business plan is a little bit more um, labor intensive and might at the most take you two hours. But goal setting, I don't think, should take you more than 30 minutes of thoughtfulness and writing. Right. It's not a long thing. That's what's so funny that 83% of the population, they don't even know where they're headed or if they want to head somewhere because they haven't even stopped to think about it for 30 minutes.
0: I used to write them in my notes, uh huh. And it is fun to look back at my and goals see what they from, were. Like, Twenty thirteen. Yes, I'm gonna look right now. Please do. I can't I'll wait to we hear. Chat. It. That's fine. While you look at that, I'm gonna start with the steps to
1: doing goals. Do you want to hear the steps? Please. I found this amazing article, y'all. I wish I would have written down, but I have a link to it. So we'll post it like on our social media. The article was really well well written. Um. And it said, had steps to setting your goals. One was do a year in review. So I think this plays into your kind of method that you've been using. But go through, it's December. You probably know which closings you have left or which business you have left coming. Go through your year. It's time to look at the year, see what you did, and and kind of take stock of what happened. Right. How do you do that? How do you actually go through your year in review?
0: Well, we talked about the Excel spreadsheet yeah. and how it has a source column. Okay. So that's where that's who, how I know these people or if they were a client where they came from. But I just have all of my addresses written down with the sale price and the close date. Okay. And where they came from. Okay. And literally at the end of the year, I just look at each one and I make a tally of where they came from.
1: Yeah. I think that's good. And yeah. really- Okay, your average realtor does 11 or 12 transactions a year. That's it. Wow. 12. Let's just call it 12, one a month. I do not want to hear someone tell me they did not have time to figure out where their (laughs) transactions came from. If there were 12 or 20 or 50, you can look through a list of 50 transactions and figure out where they came from. Oh, it
0: takes 10 minutes, if that.
1: Right, and I think this is more of us just telling ourselves.
0: Maybe we're nervous about looking back at it. Maybe so we're, I, sometimes I am. It's like the accountability. Yeah, this is where you're looking at yourself. Yeah, you're holding yourself accountable. Yep. Was it a good year? Was it a slow year? What's going on? Right. Um. Are you still happy? Yep. Are you giving yourself grace because there was a reason, or do you need to give yourself some tough love because there was no reason and you just know in your heart that you didn't do what you were supposed to and have this self discipline.
1: Right. That might be what it is. It's not the time that it takes to do it, it's the it's the mental part of it. That's
0: for me. I think that's, I just get nervous.
1: Well, and I do them, I don't know why I'm such a record keeper. It's just who I am. So I have a separate spreadsheet that's not my database. It is a spreadsheet that says what the who the buyer or seller was and where they came from. I am so cuckoo about this. I I have where they came from, but I also have a column that says the day that I received that lead. Oh, wow. And then the day it closed. So I can see how long it took someone to percolate.
0: That's amazing. And that's, I mean, I don't even
1: know what the point of that is or why I got into that habit. I think it was when I did more online leads because you really need to figure out, all right, an online lead is probably not going to turn the same way someone that called you off of your sign is going to turn. Right. They're just in different places. Online leads are in this really exploratory phase. So I have all of that in there. And then it's broken down by, so if they came from Facebook or if they came from a sign call, it's just like what you're doing, Sure. but it's all in there and they're broken down by commissions. And I can see where did I make the most money? So if I'm spending money on Facebook ads, for instance, well, did I get any leads off of that? Did I close anything? Do I want to keep doing that? Right. The most interesting one I think was when I was doing postcards and I only stopped doing them out of time more than anything, but I was doing four postcard series on every listing. And it was That's I think, a lot. It's a lot. And I think that year that I did them religiously might have been 2017. And it was like four thousand dollars worth of marketing dollars. But I had the column that said, this is all the money I made off of it. And it was like a thousand percent. Out. Yeah. But it worked out that worked out fine. Oh. But there were other ones that didn't work out great. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I paid for Zillow for a a minute. That didn't work out at all. Yeah. But y'all don't just pay for it because you think you need it. You gotta track it. What a waste! What a waste of advertising dollars. If you're making money off of doing postcards, but not off of doing Zillow, then move your marketing dollars there. Or if you're making money off of Facebook ads, or if you're making money only off your sphere. Well, why don't you take that $150 bucks you are paying Zillow every month and take 15 people to coffee?
0: Right. I mean, that's more fun. Well, for example, I'm looking right now at my 2016, 2017, and 2018 charts. Okay. So I make a chart at the end of every year broken down into where the business came from. Right. And it's funny because over 50% is repeat and referral. Right. Over 50. That's amazing. So, to be repeat and referral, if you want to capitalize on that, you have to say, okay, my goal is to handwrite thank you cards twice a year to everybody that has ever been a repeat or referral, or treat them to coffee, or send them a $5 $5 gift card. Right. Like, those are the goals you would be setting. Yeah. But if you were rocking open houses and getting leads from that, you probably need to set a goal of Sunday is the day that I worked so hard. Maybe I'll do one or two open houses every Sunday. Yeah. And that's where I'm winning. Um. But it's just inter- any time at the end of the year to just see it happening. Yeah. Um, it's validation. Yeah. It lets you know where to spend your time and effort. Well, Having that chart and having
1: my spreadsheet, it's not a requirement. They don't track. They don't track. And here's the thing, y'all. It's not hard. And it's treating your business like a business. And what did we learn? If you treat it like a business, it will pay you like a business.
0: If you hired you to yeah. run your business, would you fire you?
1: On some things, probably. I
0: know. <laughs> Depends what it is. I don't know which part. Yes. I mean, look.
1: But but I'm proud. I'm proud that I make those charts and those goals, and I, that is an important part of being a business. And you're wearing all the hats, and i I know that's hard. And maybe writing down stats and figures and goals and numbers is not your strong suit. But partner up with someone in I your office to say who who yep. it is and take a, an hour, go to lunch, make it a fun activity. right? Hey, we're gonna goal set. we're gonna but y'all, here's my other thing. Please do not go from doing 12 transactions in a year and get all gung-ho about doing goal setting and then say next year you're going to do 50. That's a lot. You're going to need a plan. If you're not changing something drastic in the way you're doing your business, you're not going to drastically change the numbers. Right. It is just impossible. Now, if you're going to add in open houses to every Sunday and you've never done them before, maybe I can buy that.
0: Right. But what are you changing? What is going to get you yeah. to where you're looking at? It's a
1: business plan.
0: Plan. Talk about your... Um plan. Okay. Your, your sheet that you just showed me because I love it. All right. I'm going to commit to do it. You're going to do it? I'm going to do it. You're going to love it. I mean, you might okay. have to do it with me.
1: I will do it with you. Okay, y'all. So um, Google realtor business plan. I have seen it done in different places. I have. I think I did a webinar one time with Breakthrough Broker, which is not affiliated to any company There, that they, you can just do it. And they probably will do it towards the end of the year. I've seen it done with Brian Buffini. I have one that I was able to do through my Remax. It was like a worksheet from Remax. But I'm going to just really kind of quickly go over it because this is the one that will probably take you an hour to two hours because you have to collect some data in order to fill it out correctly. Um, But you come up with your income objective for the year and then you break that down by 12 months. So you want to make $100,000, you divide it by 12. What are you making per month? Um, Then you do your average sales price. This is where you need to go look at your however many transactions you did last year and do the math. Right. I mean, you got to add up all the sales prices and divide it by however many transactions you did and get the average. Then you're going to do the same thing with commissions. So average commission per sale. And I will tell you, mine has changed as the price range I, works, I work in changes. That number isn't the same every year. Right. So you do have to go look at what business you had the year before. Um, and then you put in... That's pretty easy. You've got an average sales price, you've got an average commissions, and you're going to have a total income and you like mine is set up in a in a spreadsheet now where it's got all of these are formulas. Right. So I'm not doing all this math. I'm able to just type in the numbers. Then it divides out and tells you how many transactions. So for to instance, to get that income. Yeah, in 2019, I had an income objective of 300,000 and that was 44 transactions.
0: And it's funny because 44 transactions seems feasible. It's not and an income of three hundred thousand seems like a lot, right?
1: So that's the whole thing. It's all perspective. Right. And that's because of where where my I mean, every market's gonna be different, right? Mm -hmm. So if their average sales price is one fifty or four fifty, I mean in California it's gonna take less transactions, right? Right. Right. I mean, like it's it depends on what you're like my average sales price from when I looked at my numbers of twenty eighteen and pulled it onto the worksheet to do for twenty nineteen was $268,000. $268,000. That was the average sales price. So that's how I got to the 44 transactions. If you divide that by 12, it's four a month. Perfect. Four transactions a month. That's easy. And then that is when you your mindset and your visualization comes in and your mission statements. You should be saying to yourself every day, I am closing four transactions this month. And if you don't, like what if you have a bad month? I just keep going. Now- <laughs> I do reassess, and that's going to come in these steps that we're going to talk about in a minute. Just reassess. If you
0: haven't closed four
1: every month and that seems like it's unrealistic, don't wait to the end of the year to redo your goals. Fix them. The majority of my business is done in May, June, July. Right. Well, I mean, that's probably a lot of realtors. Sure. So that's okay. If you know January, February, and March is going to be slow... Don't chuck it all in. But what are you
0: doing during that time? Because you have to prepare for this busy – because when summer gets here, you're not going to have time to handwrite cards all the time and organize your database and clean your office and get ready. Yeah. That's why really taking advantage of this beginning season and right now. That slow season is when you should be doing that. You know, I told you before we started, I think 2020 is going to be a good year. I know. I love when you said that. I like believe it in my bones. I don't know why. It's just, I'm starting to get phone calls already. Of you can sense it. Like, hey, I think I'm getting ready after yes. the holidays. Can you just come by? And, and I'm like, I'm getting more of these calls than normal. Ooh. And I just think that 2020 is, you better be ready. I. So y'all better be ready. Uh, yeah. I better be ready. You're right. I better be ready. I, mm-hmm. Get the list
1: done. Get them done. All right. So the end of the business plan worksheet Y'all, it just kind of goes through. Look at how many listings you did last year, how many were buyers. That way you know your percentage is there. And then you can figure out. Um, one thing I did want to mention, it does ask you how many appointments you went on. I don't think it's feasible for you to go back through your calendar and try to figure out literally. You have to
0: track that as you go.
1: No, but I'll tell you how I track it. Okay. Um, I am a religious user of the agency disclosure disclosure form and pamphlet that we're required to have in Louisiana. Yeah. And so when I go on a buyer appointment, I have my buyer folder and it is tucked in there and every new buyer I meet has to sign it. Um, and that just says they've gotten the pamphlet. And the same thing with listing appointments, every uh, they get a listing folder and the pamphlet is in there and everyone has to sign it. Well, we're required here to keep that signed pamphlet for five years. So I just pull out and y'all, it's not that many. I mean, what am I going on? Five to ten appointments at the most in a month of new, new brand people. new people, right? So I just go through that disclosure and and then i'll I'll be like, oh, dang, they never did list their house or oh, they ended up staying or oh, this buyer like flaked out on me, but at least I know how many I met. right. That is where systems come into play in order to keep your numbers. And these are systems y'all can just set in place if you've not done them before. You can guesstimate, you can look, you can pull out a month of your calendar and count them. But so I don't know. I think that's helpful if you're keeping up. That's how I keep up with it. Because I'm not going to go dig back through my calendar and try and figure out Mm -hmm. how many appointments I went on. But I do use those disclosures to figure it out. And then it will use that Based on the percentage of listings you sold and percentage of buyers to tell you how many buyer or seller appointments you need. And it gets really in depth and we're not going to go further into it, Um, but it will break it out to working. What is your time worth per hour? I like it. It's pretty fun. It's fun to look at and it's helpful to keep you focused.
0: It would be a really cool thing to just do year to year. Oh, yeah. And see ups, downs, growths. Like 2017 was my best year so far. I think at this rate, 2019 will beat 2017. That's the same for me. Isn't that funny? Do you think that's market-based? Maybe. 2018 was a down year for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I did about 17 less transactions yeah. and about three and a half million less than the year before, 2017. Mm-hmm. So it was just a down year. I didn't really feel it that much. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. Okay. I don't know why that interesting. is. interesting. 2019 is looking to be a good year.
1: And deep in your bones, you say and 2020. Deep in my bones,
0: 2020 <laughs> is looking good. I just feel it. I love it.
1: it. I think that's so good. Um, okay. Do you want to hear the steps to setting a goal? Yes. Okay. So, we step one year in review. Okay. So, kind of dove look into where that. where everything came from. Figure it out. Look at your year. Were you successful in your fitness goals? I mean, does this... this That's the thing about goal setting. It's kind of all encompassing, right? You can't compartmentalize just your work. You got to think about everything. Number two, step two, write down your goals. (laughs) So hey, everybody, everybody listening to the podcast is going to join that 3% of the population that's super successful. Um, They need to be realistic, but push yourself. So I mean, you can't can't just pick a number out of the sky. You have to look at what you did before, but push yourself a little bit. Um, step three is write it down in an I am, not an I will statement. So I am closing 50 transactions, mm. not I will, I am. That's a visualization trick. So okay. that's mindset stuff. Um, number four, you've heard this before, the SMART goals. Yes. So the SMART, every if you go to any class. Right. They, it's the basics. It's basics a basic.
0: to goal setting.
1: But I like it. It's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timely. So you've got to follow those parameters when you're setting your goals. Make sure they're specific, not just I'm going to do more business next year. Right. Well, like how much more? Um, and be able to measure it and and give it a deadline. Um, I I'm going to get to this in a second. Number five is action plan. Hey, how about that? Double down on what's working. Okay. Okay, got to actually have a plan. Number six was be flexible and reevaluate. So that's what we already said. If it's not going so great, don't just hang on to a goal. Don't just quit. Yeah, don't just quit. (laughs) Reassess, get a new goal. But I also learned and I think there's a book about this. I feel like it was a Brian Buffini, something I listened to. Um, They do their goal setting in 12-week sections. Oh. So they break the year up into 12 weeks. And I think what's nice about that in real estate, especially being cyclical, if the first three months of the year are slower, then set your goals according to what you think is realistic. And that's a 12-week section. And Mm -hmm. then the next 12 weeks, you would set different goals. Sure. Okay. And then number seven, you're going to love this one, celebrate wins weekly.
0: Weekly? Yeah. That's a... That's good. We need more celebration. Because if you're looking at your goals as an end of the year thing and you know you're not going to make them, it's daunting. You feel like a failure. Even if you know you're going to make them, it's just so much has to happen between now and then. Too big. Break it up into 12-week sections and celebrate weekly wins. Okay. I love that. I found my 2013 goals. Please tell us. (laughs) So just to put this into perspective, 2017 was my best year selling 92 homes for 21 million
1: i mean first of all we're gonna just stop right there
0: that is like
1: bananas good it's it's pretty crazy it's
0: amazing i'm not really sure how that happened i'm gonna celebrate your win celebrate way to go girl okay but just four years prior okay i was in year two of real estate let's hear those goals $4 $4 million Okay, was my goal, and I wanted to achieve that by selling 25 homes.
1: That's totally respectable.
0: Oh, yeah. These are great goals. Great goals. Um, The majority of those 25 transactions would be buyers because at this time, I really wasn't getting that many listings because right. I was... 21, and I looked like I was 15, and nobody trusted me to put my sign in their yard. Right. So I relied heavily on buyers in the beginning before I had the numbers to win over. And the confidence. A seller. Yes, exactly. Okay. Goal number three, first was 4 million, two was 25, ask for referrals. Oh. I made it a goal to ask. What a great idea. That could be letters. Yeah. That could be Facebook messages. But I just had to stop tiptoeing around it. You made you made ask. it a focus. Complete my database. Okay. So no blanks in there. Did you do it? I did. Love it. Uh make a system for organizing leads. Like sign calls, phone duty. So like if somebody just randomly calls you, I needed to make a system for that. Got it. And I made one and it's changed. Um get the SRS, ABR, and SRES designation. Not just so one. I wanted to get three, three designations in a year. Did you? I did. Well, Join the board. So many successes. I know. I mean, I met most. Yeah, I think I met all these. Join the board. Serve. So yeah, I do. Okay. Dime. Put $5,000 into my IRA. Love it. Do six mail outs a year. Okay. I put that because my broker pays for us to do six mail a year. So you want so to I at least like, do well, them. do that at least. It's Yes. It.
1: Did you do the 25 transactions? Do you remember? Uh, I think I did. Okay. Yes. I think that what was great about those, hey, number one, they were written down. Yeah. Proud of you. Thanks. And you met a bunch of them. Yeah. And I think that's all, they were all good. And they weren't all just numbers. Right. Sometimes those goals that are not numbers are the ones that actually move you through the numbers. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. I love that. I had a goal um, the next year to run the four-mile LSU Lake in 40 minutes. Oh, did you do that? No. That's... But you know what's funny? You doing it, you're doing it I'm now? I'm doing it now. Sweet. I'm back into it, and I think I'm going to make it. I love it. That's a lot of running. 10-minute mile. Not Not so fast, but... <laughs> You know, I I don't I can't run a mile, so <laughs> kudos to you. Okay,
1: that is the steps to doing your goals.
0: Like them, and then they're, that was very easy. Sort to... of a
1: brief overview of a business planning. Um, I also wanted to talk just a little bit about the word the word for the year.
0: Have okay. you ever heard of this? Yes, you're more into it than I am, but I I like it. So tell us about it. Well, I
1: mean, and I'm not an expert because I don't know where. Y'all are learning about me, that I listen to a lot of random webinars. This is
0: like your episode, like this, <laughs> this episode was made for you. This is, this is my jam, y'all. This is like a coaching episode <sighs> where you are telling me and our audience how to goal set, how, to, goal how, to, goal how set. to get your mindset right, how to give yourself grace when it's okay to reevaluate. It's okay
1: to fail. Look, what the true irony of that is, is I think we all know
0: this, I do half as much business as you, if not less than that. But I admire your systems.
1: I think the systems are what keep me sane. Okay. And although I'm doing half as much business, I've managed to stay in this business twice as long. Right.
0: I want to be here for the long term. You
1: can't. You've got to have systems or you're going to not have sanity. Uh, The word for the year, I don't know if I heard it in a podcast or I feel like, boy, Brian Buffet. You know why Brian's coming up so much? Because y'all go listen to his podcast. And I really wish I could remember the name of it right now. He's all about setting goals. He's all about systems. And he's a great coach. Um, Okay. So I think it was, it's like, there's a book, maybe it's called One Little Word. And then there was like a, um, some sort of like challenge that some blogger,
0: look, I don't love picking a word. I think it is great. This is my word for 2020.
1: Yes. So somehow I came across it and I heard it and it sort of resonated with me on whatever webinar I was listening to and I'm like I like that because a lot of times I find like where I'm struggling you can hone in on what you need to do with a word. So here are some of the words and a lot of times mine came to me organically. So that I would start the year and I would be having the same sort of struggles and I'd be like you know what I need to focus on balance. So I would just say the word balance, I would write it down. I, if things were feeling a little off kilter, I would just be like okay, how can I make this about that word and I've had balance. I've had simplify. I like simplify.
0: I had simple written down as my 2020 word.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Keep it
0: simple. You don't need to overcommit. You don't need to do all these crazy things. You don't need to do a bunch of different things. No, Keep it simple. If if you want to make it the year of handwriting letters, you handwrite you know, thousands of letters in 2020 and watch your business. Yes. But you know what's interesting about that? I think when we we're such
1: pendulum people, we go one way to the other. Yeah. So I'm either going to set all the goals and I'm going to try to do all the things or I'm going to do no goals and I'm going to be a total failure, right? Like I'm not going to set them. I'm not going to write them down. Right. If we can find that middle ground, just like what you're saying, pick a thing. Yeah. Like let that thing be your goal. Simplify one. I think last year I did connect Hmm. because I really wanted to, be more intentional about reaching out to my database and, you know, just connecting to people. Even through social media, that was part of my focus too. Like comment on other people's posts, like connect. Sure. Um, I think I know what 2020 is, but I think it's because it's so obvious. What? Do you, do you want to take a guess at my 2020 word? I feel like I should have some guesses, but I don't know. I put I you on know the what spot. Direction this is going in. I totally put you on the spot because it's 2020 and because I do feel like I vision. F- yep. <gasps> she did it. <laughs> I think that's a great word for 2020. It is. But I think it applies to where I am at right now. It's not just something, oh, 2020 is cool. I'm going to call it vision. I I had a lot of clarity in 2019 okay. about where I want my business to go. I mean, that's part of why we're doing the podcast. Right. So I think that vision resonates with me for 2020. Mm -hmm. And I like that it's kind of cute.
0: It's funny because I feel like once we became good friends, that is when I started thinking, because you question like, well, what are you doing this for? Like, what are you in real estate for? What's your long-term goal? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just my job. My family needs income. It's my- I got to pay bills. It's my, uh, yeah, I I need to provide for my family and pay bills. But you have always had a bigger vision, a bigger picture of, you know, do you want to do more? Do you want to do less? And not more doesn't mean more business. It just means something else that you enjoy or um, do you want to use your success for something? And I mean, I think that's why I was like, in the beginning when I met you I was like no I just want to sell real estate but and I do that's always going to be my primary thing but that's why you got my wheels turning and that's yeah. why I texted you that that day saying maybe we should do a podcast. Yeah. And it it can be a platform to help people reach the masses without having to meet individually with everybody and you know it's fun yeah. it's frees up my time and allows me to refer people to it. For sure. And it's super fulfilling. It's doing
1: exactly what you thought it could do. And I think it's interesting because it came to me in the last few years, that pull and that feeling like when I asked you, what are you doing this for? It wasn't because I knew year five or seven that I knew what I was doing it for. But at year 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, it starts to feel like the natural progression is to start taking on buyer's agents and have a big team or consider being a broker. Or like, how do you if you're a growth minded individual and have some sort of ambition, and you're a realtor, there are sort of these natural places that it takes you, right? Sure. And you and I, I think, always both connected on the fact that we had no desires
0: to be a broker or a team leader. I think that to me, it's a totally different job. It would be like quitting what I'm doing to become a manager. Right. I don't want to manage other realtors. I don't want to be responsible for other realtors. I just want to manage my clients.
1: Yeah. And I think what the the whole point I'm trying to make and the tale that this is, is that it's okay if you're in a business and you... Don't want to take the path that is the natural progression. Sure. It's okay if your goal is to work less and you don't need all of that income. It is okay if your goal
0: is to, you know, be with your family more or to travel more or to do anything. I set a goal one year to match my production of the previous year. Okay. Like I was just looking at it and I was like, that was a great year. If I could do that again, I would be happy. Right. If I didn't grow, if I just maintained f- for this year, I'm I'm good with that. You were good. Yeah. I think that's fine.
1: It's okay to consider that you've reached the top of what you want your goal to be. Right. But when you start to feel restless mm-hmm. or like you want something more, then really give it some thought.
0: Sure. And I, so what do you think made you get that feeling? Ah, that's 10? a really interesting question. Like, was it something? Was it that your kids were at school and like what? Do you want to know the honest answer? Yeah. I
1: felt like I didn't have any more to give to get more income out of my real estate. I felt like I was doing everything that I was willing to do and still have my boundaries in place. Right. And I wanted to make more money. Like, I just felt like I was kind of stuck in a place where I didn't know how to fit in the activities it was going to require for me to make the real estate grow financially. Okay. I sort of felt at a plateau. Like
0: you knew- Hitting bigger numbers meant you would have to sacrifice some of your time, more time, with your family, yeah. and boundaries. And you just were like, I don't want to grow that way. Yeah, so. but I do
1: want to grow. Like, I do want to grow financially. So I'm like, okay, well, if I don't want to grow that way, and I don't want to give more of my trade my time for money, like, what am I going to do? So, um, it, it's going to come more into light as we go through the next few months. But so I found some things that I think are going to add to that. In compliment and complimented in a nice way. And I think that I just felt a pull. Like, I mean, sure, I toyed with it for a second. Maybe I do need to be a broker. Is that what I have to do? Like, I don't know how to. Inc- isn't that what I'm supposed to Isn't do? that what I'm supposed to be doing? So, I I mean, I'm not going to lie. I toyed with it for a minute. I'm like, that just doesn't feel right. Like, no. it just didn't feel right. And I think I feel like I got some clarity, especially once, you know, we committed to doing the podcast. And, and so... Life is a journey that you don't know the end of, but you don't have to stay exactly where you are. And if you feel like you're stuck and you don't feel comfortable making the changes you'd have to make
0: to make that bigger, then have another thing. You have to respect the season that you're in. Yeah, yeah. I know that. I mean, I turned down our board of directors secretary treasurer position a few years ago because I knew that it meant becoming vice president and then president. During a time when I was going to be having my first baby. Yeah. That just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, you know? So. Yeah. Don't
1: feel. I think that's the problem. We put ourselves. We look at what everyone else is doing. Yeah. We look at what everyone else is doing. We put ourselves in the same line and we're like, okay, well, that's what happens next. So I have to. I mean, that's very brave to say I'm not ready for that. Right. That's not what I want my goal to be.
0: I feel like it goes, it always goes back to mindset. Totally. Like no matter what the topic is. Yes. It's all about your mindset, how you're doing. Mm-hmm. Are you comparing yourself or are you embracing your strength? Yep. You know, you know you. Yes. You know the truth. and yes. You know what you're capable of, what you can handle, what's going on in your life. How are your parents doing? Are they aging? Do they need more time with you? Yeah. Um, how are your kids doing? How old are they? Are they becoming more independent or are they little, little and need you more? Yeah. You know, just yeah. trying to figure out where am I? What can I handle? Don't beat yourself up. Right. I like it. I love it. And that is where goal setting is fun. It is so fun.
1: It's fun. Picture what you want your life to look like next year and don't be afraid to say if it's more or less or lateral. I mean, like, if it's the same, that's great. Just pick the picture what it looks like to yeah. reach those goals. Hmm. And then you can get there. And write them down because if you don't write them down. Are you doing another vision board? Well, how often do you do those? No. Remember. Okay. So back to YouTube friends. It's like a couple years. It's I, I 10 years in between the 10 years. You saw the original. I didn't
0: realize it was 10. You saw
1: the original vision board. Yes. I made that one when I was feeling kind of in that, that slumpy year, two, three, one, two, three, four. I don't remember what year it was, two or three where I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work for me. And I made that vision board and I got really focused on mindset. And I kind of ran with it for a while and then things were just good in a nice place. And this year when I started to feel that pull and I started to feel like I needed more or something else or I needed to push myself out of whatever comfort zone I was in, that's when I made a new one. Huh. 10, it had been 10 years. I like it. So, I mean,
0: I'm not, you need to do your goals every year. Sure. But you can do, you can jumpstart yourself. Well, some of the things on the vision board, like owning a vacation home or whatever, could take a couple years. Yeah. Oh,
1: for sure. They do take a couple of years. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think that
1: it, yeah. I mean, you could set goals for five years down the road, but I think make sure you set some for 12 weeks down the road. Right. <laughs> right. It's okay. I think that is really, well, I'm going to do vision. What do you, so is, wait, is simple your word
0: for next year? I had simple written down. I had aware. Oh, love that. Okay, so here's why aware. Let me hear it. I want to be aware of the people around me mm-hmm. instead of so focused, focus, focus on my stuff. Like I want to be more aware of how my husband's doing in his job. I want to be more aware of the realtors around me in my office and how they're doing. Love it. I want to be more aware of how my daughter is, like just tuning in more to my surroundings than to myself. Okay. I don't want to be tuned out. I love it going through life. Okay, and then I had um, proactive.
1: Oh, but proactive that's... seems wrong. <laughs> can I can I weigh in? It does seem wrong. It seems like that's a that's a push word. That's an achievers word. I know that's it's, a total, that's total my achievers Enneagram word.
0: Three word.
1: Yes, we, I'm I'm ixnaying on that one. Okay, you can have you can have um, aware or simple. Either way, simple and aware. Simply aware. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, this has been like the best episode ever for me because I think You're it's so, so fun. right now. I love it. Like it's my favorite thing. Um, And so we could go further into it and maybe next year we'll do a whole nother one. Do you think we'll be doing this next year? Yeah. I do too. <laughs> oh my gosh, you scared me for a second. <laughs> I, I'm not going to quit on you right now. Okay. That's my goal. My goal for 2020 is to let this go. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't cry. Uh, so 2020, people, get some goals. Write them down. I don't care what they
0: are, but make sure they're on a piece of paper somewhere. I'm excited about who we're toasting to today. <gasps> All right. Let's hear it. Okay. I'm going to butcher her name. Her name is Sarah Guzik. I'm going to call her Sarah G. Okay. I love it. She's from Ontario. <gasps> Ooh. And she's been following along. So we have a Canadian. Do you
1: know that Canada is on my bucket list of places I want to go? I hear it's beautiful. I know. I want to go so bad.
0: Okay. I just am excited that we have a Canadian (gasps) following the podcast, Ah. tuning in. Okay. So she's a new agent. Okay. She just had her first deal. Yay. She started selling at the beginning of September. Okay. And two weeks ago, she had her first deal. Okay. Okay. She works with her dad who has been selling for 35 years.
1: Mm-hmm. And he
0: has been her mentor. And she is like so blessed, she said. What a great a mentor. Great team. Okay. But this was her first solo deal. All by herself. All by herself. That's huge. I love it. So good. So okay. we are going to cheers to Sarah G. Yay, Sarah, good job. Congrats. Congrats.